Welcome to Life Church Podcasts. We know you'll be blessed by this message. Your word, Lord, is able to change us. It's able to change us inside in ways that nothing else can. Lord, we just honour you today and ask you to come and take this word, Lord, and anoint it today. Just impart it to each of us, I pray, in the name of Jesus. Jesus' name. Amen. Praise God. So Proverbs chapter 16 and verse 32 says this, He who is slow to anger is better than the mighty, and he who rules his spirit than he who takes a city. Proverbs 25, 28 says this, Whoever has no rule over his own spirit is like a city broken down without walls. Interesting. You can get the connection. Rule over the spirit. You can rule over your spirit. You're better than someone who takes a city. And uh, if you don't have rule over your own spirit, you're like a city broken down without walls, says the word of God. And I just believe God wanted me to preach out of uh, those two verses this morning and share some thoughts about spirit, soul and self-control. There you go. I like my messages to rhyme and have some impact in that way. Spirit, soul and self-control. But uh, you will find uh, uh, the word rule in those two verses actually means control. And so... Uh, most of the modern versions will say something like, whoever has no rule, uh, sorry, a man without self-control or a person without self-control is like a city broken into and left without walls. And I have no problem with, the, uh, uh, with that, with what that says. Uh, if you don't have self-control, uh, uh, there can be lots of issues that surround a person with, you know, lack of self-control. Anger probably will be one of them, but may not necessarily be so. But there will be issues with a person who doesn't have uh, self-control. Uh, usually an ever-widening circle of friends, because people don't know how to take people who don't have self-control. <laughs> and so you don't get too close in case you get your head bit off. And so... It, one thing leads to another to another. And uh, so I have no, no problem with the thought of that. But I don't like leaving the word spirit out. Um, I, you can see I'm old. Uh, I am. I am old. Um, i got skinny jeans, but I'm still old. Yeah. That skinny, I was flat, flat out getting me leg through them this morning. Yeah, and get a bit of help. But anyway... That's uh, another issue. But uh, 
I would rather that they had translated it something like this, whoever has no control over his own spirit is like a city broken down and without walls. Whichever way, it's a scary thought, isn't it? And broken down and no defences. Back in Solomon's time, obviously a city that had no, no walls was just sitting there waiting to be picked off, basically. Um, nothing to keep them out. It was the thing that broke Nehemiah's heart, wasn't it? When uh, uh, you get back to Jerusalem and the walls are all broken down and the city is defenceless against the enemy. And uh, so they wanted to rebuild the walls. And so uh, as much as I would like to talk about ruling our spirit today, and I, I hope I can get to say some things about that, I thought I just wanted to talk about soul and spirit as well because they are different yet they're sort of like the same in some ways yet they're different and uh, uh, I uh, think that what comes out of our spirit is very important for us as far as defending our lives putting a wall around our lives not that we want to keep people out or good people out but there are certainly many things we need to keep out of our lives and we need to understand the equipment, the tools we've got to do that and I think we under need, need to understand soul and spirit. So uh, uh, I'm sure I'm uh, uh, preaching to the converted today. We know scripture teaches us that we uh, are, are a spirit being, we have a soul a living eternal soul, we've got an eternal spirit and, and as I say there's a lot of similarities and we have a body in which they reside and we understand that at this point in time our body isn't going to make the journey past a certain point but uh, the great promise we have and the great truth of the faith we have in Jesus Christ is that one day he's coming back and uh, we're going to receive a body that will make the journey, that is a uh, resurrection body, a body that uh, will live forever and ever and ever and won't get old and whatever else, etc, etc, etc. So that's going to be exciting, isn't it? Who looks forward to that day? Yeah. Yeah, praise God. I might take up running again when I get to that day. I mean, yeah, praise God. Sounds good. <laughs> Praise God. So what is, what is spirit? And, and look, uh, I'm just picking up where I'm going. I've got a lot of stuff written down today to keep me on track. Um, if you've been 20 years someplace and you keep preaching out of just what's in you, sometimes you go over things the same a lot and whatever else, and I don't want to do that on you. But uh, a simple verse like First Thessalonians 5.23 uh, clearly shows a separation between body, soul, spirit. Because I have ministry colleagues who say we're a bipart creature. We have a soul, living soul, God breathed into us, and psych, breath is the word for soul. Uh, we, it's in a body and spirit is, is part of that. We're, we're two. But then you read a verse like... Uh, First uh, uh, Thess 5.23 and Paul, this is at the end Paul's, but he says this, now may the God of peace himself sanctify you entirely entirely and may your spirit 
and soul and body be preserved complete without blame at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Clearly, we have a spirit, soul and body. It's not all in one, although it is very closely attached as well. May I say, back in the beginning, the Lord God said, let us make mankind, let us make man in our image. And present were Father, Son, Holy Ghost. There was three in his image. It's definitely three. I will not be talked into that it's two. It's definitely three. But I must say that uh, spirit and soul can be hard to discern between some of the time. And I don't know whether some of you have worked that out, but it can be. Uh, <clears throat> they're, they're certainly in unison as far as if one goes, the other goes. It's not like, yeah, well, his spirit departed his body the other day, but he's still here. His soul and his body are here. It doesn't work like that. Our spirit and soul go together and uh, are very much one in that way, both eternal and... Uh, uh, and we understand that when someone uh, passes away that um, who they are, who they are is gone, isn't it? It's the, it's the jokes, it's the humour. Often we think of people we loved and we knew and we know what their reaction would have been in a certain circumstance and it makes us remember and think about them. And I see some really funny English humour on television that's just so funny. I think of my mum. She'd say, what are you laughing about? And it's so funny. Everyone's got stitches. and oh, 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 Just not funny at all. I just couldn't see anything funny. And, um, yeah, I think she thought it was a bit unholy to be funny. I'm not sure. But, you know, that just makes me think of my old mum. But what is spirit? Well, um... Let, let us uh, continue on here today. Uh, and, and one of the problems you'll find when you read through Scripture, I don't know that reading through Scripture is a problem, but sometimes Scripture says heart, meaning our soul realm. Sometimes it says uh, the heart, and it's really probably referring to our spirit realm. And uh, sometimes it talks about our mind and... Uh, uh, opens up whole lots of areas and uh, uh, a scripture like and you'll find this in similar essence in Matthew, Mark and Luke uh, but I'll read out of Mark's gospel today, Mark 12.30 and this is what Jesus said and you shall, because someone said what's, what's the greatest commandment Lord, you know, what's the, what's the big one and so we know that uh, the, the Morals of the Ten Commandments still live on. God, God has not done away with those in any way at all, but it's been simplified to loving God and loving people. And uh, if you do that, you're going to carry out the law anyway. So, but this is what Jesus said, and you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart. And if you look up the word heart there, it means thoughts. So he wants us to love him with our thoughts. He wants us to think about him and love him with our thoughts. And with all your soul, which we often equate the thinking being out of the soul realm, and I think it's right to do so, but it's just how Scripture uses words, etc., etc., at times. And so in this case, the, the word soul means breath. It means that breath of God that was breathed into you, that when sperm met egg, 
something became alive and it wasn't might even have been breathing them but there was God life that little thing grew to be you and so it means your um, your breath your life the rational or immortal spirit you that's what the word means so with all your heart with all your thoughts with all your soul uh, and with all your mind which we also equate with that soul realm uh, and I think rightfully so but at this point here it means your deep thoughts the mind or its exercise imagination understanding which comes out of our mind realm and so broadly there with the use of a few words it covers a whole lot of words and if we didn't know and understand we could quite easily get confused uh, and with all your strength well that's physical but no not necessarily because uh, uh, we can love forcefully the word means forcefully uh, we can love forcefully out of our out of our heart like no doesn't need to be physical um, but uh, maybe it has a spiritual uh, I mean a, a physical component as well I'm not saying that it doesn't but it's just interesting with scripture and so if you're not aware of what it's talking about uh, sometimes you could get a little confused but uh, I think body we understand I'm sure you understand body it, uh, it's what we live in it hurts it gets hurt it gets better um, yeah it's interesting my little grandchildren come every Sunday and show me the injuries from the week and uh, some get injured more than others others are obviously more careful <laughs> And uh, yeah, praise God. Uh, we understand body, and I think the best way I can explain spirit and soul as I understand them from scripture today, certainly, is uh, what comes from them. Because uh, there are things that come out of our soul realm, our heart realm. There are things that come out of our spirit, and we need to be able to decipher the two. So um, uh, the first one, uh, first point today, if you want to write down points, um, from the soul or heart as scripture often uses instead of soul meaning that or mind come emotions we understand that don't we our will our will comes out of our soul realm I will not do that I will do that in obedience but it, that comes out of our soul realm interestingly intellect thinking and so sort of when you say thinking and that's all scripturally what the word means you get imagination which causes us all sorts of problems and that doesn't come out of our spirit that comes out of our um, old soul nature now hopefully we've crucified that and hung it on the cross and we'll come to that further along but we know that it, it just gets up sometimes and comes back and gives us problems and so um, imagination we imagine yeah Lisa didn't talk to me this morning well she must have something I must have done something wrong and there away goes her imagination nothing she's just busy in a hurry you know like we, but we can do that as humans can't we we can get all of them we've got a bushfire going on in our mind and over what nothing <laughs> absolutely nothing and um, I'm sorry I picked on you, Lisa, you just, you were sitting there, so. <laughs> uh, praise God. Memory, reasoning, arguments, 
and, uh, and through, our, through our body, because we're all connected. I say soul and spirit again. We're all connected. It's not like you look down and see three of Daryl there, you know, like it's, we, we're, all, we're all one. And uh, so through our body you get um, uh, uh, feelings which can affect our life. Um, you know, we get tired. We feel tired. You get up to go to the door and you get up and, oh, man, I'm tired. And then, oh, I must have overdone it today. Then the thoughts start going. They're all interconnected. But that's how they feed off each other. And we need to learn that stuff. We really do. I would say soulish love or light love. Can you have light love? You can have light milk and light butter and light soft drinks. And uh, uh, you can even have light chocolate, heaven forbid. So... Uh, don't know whether that's any good or not, but uh, always have light stuff. And uh, I thought it was because we got old and we couldn't lift or handle heavy stuff, but apparently it's not that. It's, it's light on fat or it's light on something, usually light on taste, I find. But anyway, uh, uh, light. So can you have light love? Well, well, I'm saying today you can have light love. And, uh, oh, I love her. Oh, I'm going to die if she won't go out with me. Then the week after, oh, I love her. Oh, it's just, it's not some deep love coming out of your spirit. It's soulish. It's light love. Oh, I love chocolate. Well, it wasn't a deep, from the, amen, yeah. It didn't come out of the wells of the depth of our spirit, did it? It came out of somewhere else, out of our soul realm. And so number two, point number two, from the spirit or our heart come deeper love than that, love, love for God, a love that's way, way, way deeper than uh, a light, soulish love, husband and wife love, love for children, love for others, as I say, love for God himself, it's, it's a deeper, and who understands that, it's a way deeper love than the light, soulish thing that gets going around in the world, it's way, way, way deeper than that, comes out of our spirit, uh, uh, true worship, I say true worship, um, true worship comes out of our spirit. Did not Jesus say that to the lady at the well? And uh, the day's coming. People are going to worship me in spirit and in truth. And that comes out of somewhere way, way, way deeper than the soul realm. Uh, uh, what have I got written down here? Uh, faith, hope, prayer come from spirit. Our spirits are where... Uh, and I'm, I'm sure that some of most of you would be aware of this. Our spirit is where, when God speaks to us, we get a, a little check that, hey, hey, God's just, yeah, well, I need to do that. I need to go and do this. There's just there's a witness somewhere down there in our spirit that um, it's not a thought. It's not a thought. There might have been a thought, but we know it's connected. It's come out of spirit, and we know God has spoken to us. Uh, uh, you know, often what happens when, when that happens, you know, deep calls to deep, God speaks to us, and, uh, and that comes out of spirit. Often what can happen is our soul realm then comes in and starts thinking, oh, that's impossible, that couldn't happen. And then we get this argument going on between soul and spirit. God said this. But we can't see how God can do it. We can never see how God can do it. Because, <laughs> uh, 
God must have fun because he's got so many different ways of doing things. Is that right? I can't even hit a golf ball the same way every time. If I could, I'd be probably making a living somewhere else. It's just we, we do things the same, we, but God does things different. And as humans, God does something. We think, wow, God's going to do that again, and God's not doing it. <laughs> What's going on? And then he does it some other way. And we're, oh. So why do we try and work God out in that way? He can't do it. But often we do that, and uh, we get this battle going on. Which is why the Word of God is really, 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 really important. And uh, because let me read you, and you know the verse well. But when you, when you, and 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 like, you know, probably lots of times God speaks to you, and God's spoken, and you act on that. And the more you experience God speaking to you, the more you're likely to do that. And I guess in some ways, the easier it becomes. Although. I think God doesn't let you get used to it. Um, he, he starts asking you to do bigger things that challenge you in a greater way. So I don't know that the journey ever gets easier like that. But, um, you know, God, God asks you to do things. And, uh, and sometimes it just, you know, the, the hugeness of it. You think, wow, could I do this? And uh, it's not such a sinful, sinful thought, but... It just sort of catches you out sometimes, doesn't it? And you get thinking, you can get thinking negative things. But see, I love Hebrews chapter 4, verse 12. For the word of God is living and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword. It's sharper than a surgeon's knife, in other words. It's very sharp. Piercing even to the division of soul and spirit. So there's your divide. And sometimes when we can't tell, was that my thought or was that God and we've got confused, if we will read the word of God, I believe God will show us from his word what he's saying to us. And it takes confusion out of the picture because God's not the author of confusion and understands that in our humanity at times we can get confused. But the word of God's a light unto our path. It's shown we can see where to go. Amen? The word of God is such a powerful thing. So it, it um, pierces even to the division of soul and spirit and of joints and marrow and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart, which is why we tell you to read the word of God. You've got to read the word of God. It's just what you've got to do. It settles you down when your mind and that soul realm starts getting uh, upset. It, you know, it settles you down. I, I laugh. I just sometimes laugh today when I think. And back when I was first gone into business, interest rates were 22 and, what were they, Jenny? 22 and a half percent, something like they were... They were up there, man, like, and you, you tell people that now and they sort of look at you like you've lost it. Maybe we had lost it doing business in those days. <laughs> they were enormous, incredible. And, uh, and I can remember it was a struggle at one stage for us to think, man, oh, man, they're going up again. Read in the paper, they're going up again. And I thought, oh, man, I don't know that we can take another one. We... It was just getting really, really, really hard just to put bread on the table. And, and uh, I remember coming home and telling me woes to Pam. And Pam said, hey, hey, 
you better stop reading the paper and, and just read the word instead and <laughs> throw the paper out. I don't, I don't care what the paper says. She says, I know what God says. He will provide for us. And he did, amen? But the word of God is just so essential. We really, really, really need to, um, to uh, get that into us and consistently read that. Number three, I don't know what point I'm up to. That was number two then, apparently, if this is number three. So uh, organised as... Um, organised as... as uh, yeah... Uh, number three, our spirit is our power source and ultimately our seat of control if we will let that be and uh, is why when we don't rule there we are defenceless really against the attack of the enemy but uh, our source of power comes from there. If um, Let me give you an example that if a person is uh, lost out in the desert or the wilderness somewhere and and they're, you know, up in the mountains somewhere. You know, you often see uh, things on television, don't you, of someone that got lost. And um, I remember seeing one one night of a bloke got lost in the snow somewhere and, like, frostbite and he's, everything was black. And I just thought, there's no hope for the guy. And yet, finally, crawling through, just wrecked skin and blood and bone and so injured... And he come across a logging place and there just happened to be someone there and the guy gets rescued and you think, wow, what kept you going? There's just something inside me. I didn't want to die. There was just something that wasn't the soul realm that that came out of. It was out of the born again, out of the spirit. I mean, even people without a born again spirit have a lot of strength in their spirit. There was just a stubborn thing that wasn't going to die. The mind, even with those people, is usually the trouble. You're done for. He said, I kept thinking I'm done for. I can't make it. But something else kept fighting me. That's coming out of the spirit. We need to understand that's where it's coming out. It's like if you go on a diet. I don't do diets, but I know some people do and uh, just naturally slim. <coughs> uh, <coughs> a bit of a problem with the voice there. Uh, but yeah, and, and uh, so the body, smell, you go past the bakery, and you go, oh, and so connection with the soul, oh, lamingtons with cream in them, oh, oh, oh. And, and but you're on a diet. Well, the soul realm will tell you, you can go back on the diet tomorrow. Hey man, that's a good sounds good to me. <laughs> you understand what I mean, don't you? If you're going to stick to it, the fight for that will come out of your spirit. It won't come out of your soul realm. There's the difference between the two. Okay, praise God. Uh, yeah, oh, look, there's a lot of things on that we'll never get through this morning. But obviously, the the uh, most powerful thing you can ever do regards your soul realm. Uh, so your soul realm, yeah, that too, uh, your spirit realm, is to ask Jesus Christ to come into your life, forgive your sin. Lord, be my saviour, be my Lord, my redeemer. Deals with the sin problem. His spirit comes into our spirit and there's no broken down walls there. Amen, they can be repaired. And if we will let him, if we will let him, and we're really stupid sometimes and we don't let him, but if we will let him, 
his spirit will lead us in such a powerful way. Amen? Such a powerful way that there's no broken down, there's no defenselessness. Uh, it's a powerful way to live. Amen? Often think of Second uh, uh, Timothy 1.7, you all know the verse, uh, for God has not given us a spirit of fear, but what? Of power, love, and, well, my old version says, in a sound mind. Newer translations usually say in self-control or self-discipline. Self-control was where we started, wasn't it? Met someone without self-controls, like a city with broken down walls. And so uh, we've got a powerful spirit in us, amen? And, and uh, the spirit of God should bring uh, self-control and self-discipline into our lives. It really should. Uh, the strongest position which we can live our life is where our mind, where the mind realm agrees with the spirit realm and what God says in our spirit. When there's agreement there, it's the most powerful way we can live. And it doesn't happen naturally. God's got to change us and our mind needs to be changed and renewed for that to happen. But if we will let God do that, the fight starts to go out of the mind. God says, I want you to do this. You say, wow, God, that's awesome. What potential is that? There's a different thinking starts to take place. Could God do that? Absolutely God could do that. And it makes you a powerful force to be reckoned with when what's in the heart lines up with what's in the spirit. And uh, so, you know, Romans 12, 1 and 2, essential scriptures. They are just absolutely two verses you need to memorise and that uh, they're foundational to what I believe. Uh, Rome, uh, Paul said, I was going to say Romans says, well, Romans does say, Paul said in Romans, I appeal to you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies. See, the body gets a run in here too. Your bodies are living sacrifice, wholly acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. So there's a connection with spirit in, in all that we are, Okay. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may know the will of God and discern that it is good and acceptable and perfect for you. The revelation of the will is going to come via spirit. It's not going to come out of the soul realm. Again, if anything out of the soul realm, God calls you, God asks you to do something, and usually the fight will come out of the soul realm. Ask me to do that. Why didn't he... That's, that was Moses' problem. I want you to go and lead the people out of, oh, and do that. God's speaking into here, although he's speaking to him. It's, 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 it's spirit. But it's that old, oh, I can't do that. He's had a few setbacks now, and yeah, not so jumping out there to do whatever. And, and you get that fight going between God and the flesh realm, and I, I just can't talk. You'll have to get me brother. And, uh, the, you know, you know the story that went there. So... Um, Discernment is spiritual, praise God. So self-control. Uh, what did we say? A man without self-control is like a city broken into and left without walls. How do we get good at self-control? I mean, I could go and use the bakery example again, couldn't I? You know, you heard of the lady, didn't you, who, who uh, lost and went to Jenny Craig and she lost tons of weight and... 
and then uh, she had to go into town. She was a farmer's wife and uh, had to go into town and she always used to go to the bakery and she thought, well, I won't do it. I just, I just won't go to the bakery, Betty. I won't go. I just won't go. And she thought, I, I, just, I just won't go. Uh, unless God makes a parking spot right out the front of the bakery. Yeah. And so she drove past the bakery and there was no parking spot. She thought, well, God doesn't want me to go. Then she came home with all this stuff and her husband said, well, what happened to you? She said, well, on the 14th trip around the block, there was a spot there. Yeah. You, you know what I mean, don't you? Yeah. A little bit crazy. How do you get good at self-control? How do we keep our walls strong? There's probably many ways, but the best one I know is that we realise and understand that self-control is a fruit of the Spirit. Is that not right? It's a fruit of the Spirit. Let me read you just ten verses of Scripture as I finish this morning. These are awesome. These are awesome, but... I just want to read the passage. I just want to let scripture explain to you this morning about fruit of the spirit and about what comes out of a life where there's no fruit of the spirit going before God's even in our spirit. Uh, And you can see the difference. Read it out of the New Living Translation, Galatians 5.16. My old Bible says, uh, walk in the spirit and you will not fulfill the lust of the flesh. This says different. So I say, walk in the Spirit. Let the Holy Spirit guide your lives. Then you won't be doing what your sinful nature craves. The sinful nature wants to do evil, which is just the opposite of what the Spirit wants. And the Spirit gives us desires that are the opposite of what the sinful nature desires. These two forces are constantly fighting each other. Who's ever related to that? So you are not free to carry out your good intentions. But when you are directed by the Spirit, you are not under obligation to the law of Moses. When you follow the desires of your sinful nature, the results are very clear. Sexual immorality, impurity, lustful pleasures, idolatry, sorcery, hostility, quarrelling, jealousy, outbursts of anger, selfish ambition, dissension, division, envy, drunkenness, wild parties and other sins like these, let me tell you again, as I've done before, that anyone living that sort of life will not inherit the kingdom of God. But folks, note this. Verse 22. But the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives. Love. Some of you will know the nine. I get, if I ask some of you, I get them mixed up in order and then I forget which ones I've said and get lost. But love, joy, peace, patience. Love, joy, peace, it sounds great, doesn't it? Isn't that beautiful? That's, that's what the Holy Spirit wants to produce. I love that. And then patience, I'll get past that one. Kindness, goodness, faithfulness. Why does it put patience in there? I'm okay with patience as long as I get it now. Are you like that or am I the only one? You know, now, I want it now, I don't want a Christmas, now, today. Waiting and waiting, we should have to wait. God, if we like that, he'll make us wait, I'll tell you what. He knows how to deal with us. He so knows us, i tell you what. It's a fruit of the Spirit. And i tell you what, it's an essential. 
It truly is an essential. Patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness and self-control. So if we want to be the opposite of what Solomon wrote and have rule over our spirit, we need God in there and we need the fruit of the spirit happening in our lives. Amen. And the only way I know how you let that happen is what it says in the verses following, just two verses. There is no law against these things. Wouldn't that be a, a, a first? There's laws against everything today, but there's no law against those. Those who belong to Christ Jesus have nailed the passions and desires of their sinful nature to his cross and crucified them there. Since we are living by the Spirit, let us follow the Spirit's leading in every part of our lives. Therein lies the key. Let's follow the Spirit's leading in every part of our lives. Every part. And when he puts his finger and says, hey, patience, don't say, oh, no, 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 just Holy Spirit, I submit to you working in my life. Help me to get better in this one. I want to be fruitful in all of them. If you pray like that, their prayers will get answered. If you will honestly submit. Lord, I submit to you working in every part of my life. I just hand it over to you. Except for patience, that's too hard. And goodness, I don't want to be too good to people. I can rule that one out. Gentleness, oh no, that's a bit girly. That yeah, And self-control, that's too hard. You're going to be messed up. You know what I mean? It's a package deal, folks. you just got to say, Holy Spirit, work in me. And he will. Praise God. That makes sense? To show you a few little differences between spirit and... Yeah. Praise God. Us Carlton people have got... You've been listening to Life Church Podcasts. For more information, head to lifechurchbanella.com.au.